Amanda, I need you to, to, to check your levels. I feel that they're a little low. I'm checking them. I'm checking them real good. <laughs> what are they? Are they too low? They're serviceable right now. If they drop lower than this, we could be in trouble. So you just want me to yell? Yeah. <laughs> How does it feel, Amanda? This is what I get, I or God, for years. My energy was low. I said that this morning. Your energy can be low and you can still project. So you want me to yell? Here we go. You're welcome, Trailer Park Podcast. Nathan, worried or excited? I'm excited. Daniel, it's a horror movie. Worried or excited? God damn it, I will kill myself. Worried. Are you worried or excited? An invitation for rigid and spastic penetration. You seem satisfied. Affirmative. The trailer made me emotional. Real lumpy flesh dragger. Raising awareness of a masturbation addiction. Don't get it on my territory. I can't stand seeing someone do it worse. Oh my god, here it comes. Here it comes. It's so Uh wet. Oh my god, it's coming. Trailer Park Podcast, episode 141. Welcome, Daniel, Amanda. Nathan. Intern. Mm -hmm. Amanda. Yeah. Intern. Daniel. Mm -hmm. Intern. Nathan. Amanda. Thank you. Nathan. Good stuff. I'm going to jump right into the uh, number business because you guys always make cracks about how these numerologies for these numbers say one thing and then say... Almost nothing. But it's also the opposite thing. And tonight is such a great example of it that it's gonna make it's gonna make the joke for you. You don't need to you don't need to take shots at one forty one because it's taking a shot at itself. One forty. I thought we were on one eighty five. It feels oh. like we should be in the two hundred by now. <laughs> okay. All right. So the number one forty one has an independent resonance, yet is always inclined to commune with the neighborhood. Mm. Yeah, it's always. Always the good ones that can be separate but choose not to be. It gets priceless here. I've never seen this website do this. To get an understanding of the 141 energy, imagine a person riding a bicycle about a small town, friendly with everybody, even the curmudgeons. Occasionally, the person rides out of town around the countryside, perhaps quite a ways out to experience new areas, saying hello. To the birds and animals. The person is always happy to ride back to the town after the countryside adventures. Okay. What was that? Like, <laughs> Thomas Kincaid painting description. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's wonderful. I was just going to say can... that 141 kind of looks like two skinny people bullying a fat person. You know? Oh. Oh, see, in my head, I was like, a 141 seems like a oh, we're going to do like a three-couple swaparoo, you know, sexy night. Mm. But really only like four of the people want to like do the thing. And then the other two singletons just sort of stay in the stay in the yeah. other rooms and they just sort of like sort of masturbate, but mostly cry. Yeah, or just in the room. <laughs> the bed. Like they watch yeah. what's happening and they're like turned on by what's happening, but they'll never really join what's happening. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Why I w- that orgy? <clears throat> that's the energy of one forty one. That's what it is. Everyone tonight, low energy, shit on everything. Like two skinny guys yeah. teaming up on a large girl. Ooh. Mm. I mean, that is a more po- happy spin. <laughs> right? They <laughs> think <laughs> they think she that they're taking advantage of her, but it's really she's taking advantage of them because she is knowingly giving them STDs. Yes. Okay. Lesson learned. Mm-hmm. 
So tonight's roundtable is going to be a little busy, I think. <clears throat> I've watched quite a bit. A lot going on. Yeah, I mean, everywhere, everything everywhere all at once, and The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent and The Northman are all movies I've seen now. I'm pretty sure all of us have seen everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. Yes, we have. Yes, we have, yeah. And I don't really I've want also to... seen The Northman. Okay. I don't want to ruin anything for anyone, so we don't have to talk about yeah, save, all of it. Save Cage. Yes, yeah, save cage. Okay, then we'll talk everything everywhere and the Northman. Please commence. Well, I guess we'll start with uh, everything everywhere. Mm-hmm. Hated it. You're a liar. You're right. <laughs> Your five star review says otherwise. What was that, Amanda? It was the best movie I've seen in at least ten years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I confidently walked out and said that's a masterpiece. Yes, and I was really, really stoned. <laughs> I don't know if that, I don't think it helped, but um, it was so good. It was so good. I was emotional. I was confused. I was happy. I was laughing. Somehow it like crushed on every cylinder, every second it was on the screen. So Yeah. And I may, I may have missed like 10 minutes somewhere in the middle because I was just so fucking proud of myself for nailing it five seconds in that that was short round. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that until after I, the movie. I immediately, I was like, I didn't want to say anything because I was like, is that racist? But then I was like, babe, I think that's short round. And then after the movie was over, we looked it up and it absolutely was. And I was just like, just, just. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't done much acting. No, in that, between. That, that actually like held, that like warmed me up to it immediately. It, it didn't need any warming up to, but that was just like right away. I was like, there's, there he is. It was, it was Temple of Doom, Goonies, and then your beautiful energetic face just fell off the earth i'm so glad to have you back now just for the sake of having a conversation i'm <clears throat> i also thought it was a very well executed movie and unique and really cool to see the daniels get back together and crush it i like that they've hit two over the fence that's good um <clears throat> i suppose i was a little entertained by looking up the negative criticisms of this movie because there's so few of them and it's interesting to hear what what people would say that gave it a one star or whatever. And I think generally for some people in the words of Amanda, I think there's too much blasting at my face and I'm worried about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fair criticism. Sure. If there was going to be one. Yeah. Why not? It comes hard and fast and it just doesn't relent. And Chelsea's feedback was that there were certain things about the movie that at first you were like, okay, no, like sausage fingers. You're like, okay, you know, that's uh, good. That was just like one quick little scene of of one alternate reality. But then the Sasha's fingers keep coming back. And then they start doing more with it. And they really start to flesh it out. And then you start to laugh your ass off at it. Even though at first you were kind of skeptical about them going to Sausage Fingers. Yeah. Like when they were playing the piano with their feet, it was like, okay. (laughs) I was laughing. I couldn't handle it. Yeah, Yeah, the whole place erupted when they were when they were doing that mm-hmm. uh, and also my like it wasn't really a criticism i guess but it was all but after the movie i was like well we needed more of those like bonkers universes you know what i mean we got like 30 pretty normal universes and then wiener hands <laughs> i was like maybe if we had like two or three other ones that were a little bit weird it would have like helped sort of alleviate that like that hesitancy that you mentioned well and there was one continuity error just because i'm nitpicking right now i'm gonna nitpick there was one continuity error that I saw early in the movie when she was 
someone was taped to a chair with uh, just like clear packing tape around them. The tape clearly changed positions dramatically between cuts. Mm. But at the same time, there's so many, like I found myself during some of those cut scenes where they were cycling through different realities so quickly that I just found myself thinking, man, the amount of like editing involved in this is intense. And I mean, what is the main uh, lady's name? Is it Michelle? Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. Michelle Yeoh. Man, she just was probably worked to the bone. She's in every scene. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure she was exhausted. Oh, must be. Anyway, just fascinating uh, concepts and interesting having fun with ideas. It's one thing to have a cool like science fiction alternate reality storyline. It's quite another to set the rules of that quickly, execute and play with that world in an effective way that entertains people. It's a very, very challenging movie to make. Oh yeah. Our our art theater audience like all together were absolutely loving the concept that they had that that was like in order to tether yourself to the other reality, you have to like do something absurd that only you would do, you know? So like that every time they came up with something new for that, it was a unifying moment in the theater. Cause it was just like, Oh, squirt a mustard packet in my eye or, or, you know, do a push up or like whatever, just a random thing. Mm-hmm. And that was always fun to see what it was. Put a trophy up his ass. Put a trophy up his ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I included that in like my review on, on Letterboxd was that no, no one gets away with the coupling of lowbrow imagery and highbrow concepts like the yep. animals. Just when uh, when I went uh, to watch this, I had uh, there was a group of like six six old ladies came in and talked through all the previews like really loud to each other, and I was like, "Oh boy, here we go!" And then the movie started, and I'm thinking to myself, "I think you ladies picked the wrong movie." And then they got real quiet, and then they were laughing at all the parts. And the dildo fight, one woman, <laughs> I think she surprised herself with her laughing, and then she couldn't stop. And it was <laughs> so good. <laughs> like, it was such a good movie experience <clears throat> with these old ladies that I thought were going to ruin this movie for me. That's fun. Um, That's fun. I'm going to say one thing about the cage thing. I'm not going to talk about the movie, but I'm going to say I had a similar experience with the unbearable weight of massive talent because there was a guy, I don't know, sitting somewhere in the middle of the theater and his laugh was hilarious. He was, <laughs> yeah. Everything, you know, that was happening in the cage movie, he was like, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's impacting your experience, which is similar to what interns talking about. <laughs> That's funny. So good. Uh, anyway, yeah, that movie was awesome. It was very good. Yeah, it was surprising how you like just unanimous it was as well. Like walking out of the theater, you can always tell like who's who's kind of whispering like that was a bunch of bullshit, or who's like, oh my god, so good. This way, everyone just walked oh, out yeah. and was like, yep, yep, oh yeah, no, that we saw something special tonight. <laughs> well, reading some of the letterbox yeah, reviews is that it kind of reminds me of how I felt walking out of movies in the late '90s, like American Beauty and stuff, where I felt like I had had a spiritual experience. To a certain mm-hmm. degree, some of those letterbox reviews are talking about it that way, like like it impacted them on a on a spiritual level. Yeah. Well, because ultimately the message is very, very, very simple, right? It's like 
just choose to be kind. And that's the message that we desperately need right now right. in these modern times. My brother in Christ. My brother in Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, just be kind. Make a decision. Move forward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought it was cool because um, watching the trailer, you think it's, you, you don't really know what it's going to do. You know it's going to be bonkers, but you don't really realize that it's going to all take place at this tax place pretty much. Yes. Like I did not know how involved Jamie Lee Curtis was going to be. Yeah. Yeah, it all goes down very in like one building. Fingers in the mouth. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. Okay, Northman, quickly, Andrew. <laughs> let's try not to ruin this uh, for them if they ever want to watch it. I'm pretty sure so you are going to say that you loved it or something, right? R- Robert Eggers got $90 million to make a Viking movie, mm-hmm. and he did. That's, yeah. uh, he made a Viking movie, that's for sure. Uh, there is uh, some imagery that will never leave my head. That's what I wanted to hear. Film. It will never leave my head. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. That was, that's enough for me. I'm going to follow that okay. with, uh, it's not the imagery that you think. I think he's talking about the dicks. Oh, there's lots of penises? Mm. No. Well, there's, I think. I didn't actually catch any. As, as much as there is one specific scene where they show something pretty gross, uh, for the most part, they don't show the brutal, like, viking violence to the extreme that you would want like we're not getting like a turbo kid moment where he tears a man's jaw off and then stabs him in the eyes with it no uh we're not getting a, a bone tomahawk moment where a man is sawed there's there's one thing Did that's kind of like i used the washroom or something me there's one yeah. thing that's after the fact they don't show you him doing those things they just show what the after thing is no they, no, don't, they don't show him actively tearing people or ripping them up. Anyway, we're going to disagree on this. <clears throat> we are. I feel like we should talk about this post. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I watched The Northman, and I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to be a little bit brutal here, that Robert Eggers, I'm, I'm done putting him on a pedestal because The Witch was great, The Lighthouse was artistic, and this was uh, not to my expectation, so... He is, uh, is this... he's, he's down in the minors for me. He doesn't deserve to be in the majors right now. Do you think that if he had uh, stayed with fewer actors, it would have been better? I think a vengeance, a Viking vengeance tale needed to be more brutal than it was. Mm. Okay. Well, that now you've completely 180 me. And I also think that there's <clears throat> elements of the movie that the, the story itself that bother me. And it starts out with, you know, Ethan Hawke and young version of, Skarsgård there, like, going around on all fours, howling and acting like dogs in front of Shaman Willem Dafoe. And it's like, you know, to somebody who's watched all five seasons of, or six seasons of Vikings TV show, I'm okay with this. But there's a, there's a problem with Vikings. And that's that they rape and they pillage and they do awful things. So how do you get an audience to sympathize with a Viking character? That's a problem. And, you know, Chelsea was out 20 minutes in. Like, this is not a character that she wants to root for. I don't care if he has vengeance. Hmm. Interesting. Plus, I saw a tagline before this movie that said, this this generation's gladiator. Well, let me tell you, they need That's to go right. watch Gladiator. Up. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
I'd say this is that I've seen Gladiator many, many times, and I plan on watching The Northman again before I watch Gladiator again. Are you saying that The Northman? I'm not saying it's better than Gladiator. Has anything on the Gladiator? Because if you do, our friendship's over. <laughs> did Did it ever really begin? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I guess it kind of like our our friendship was kind of like a like a stalled car that had to be pushed to go. Right? Yeah, I always kind of saw it as like a stagnant parallel. Like you, you got close enough, and then you're like, eh, I'm not going to move away. It, else no, and the, the, so, that's a very, you know, sort of brings to mind the like the van and Little Miss Sunshine. Like it doesn't work anymore, but if we all sort of help and jump on and pretend like it's good, then, you know, you can get to the next destination. Yeah. So that's how I felt about the movie, Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. I'm going to say, I think you should watch it, both Daniel and Amanda. Yeah, I would like to hear your feedback. Oh, I, I will probably watch it, but now I'm going to... You should watch it knowing that I liked it. Okay. I didn't quite dis- a bit. I want to stress here that I didn't dislike it. Like, it's not a bad movie. I just think we need to stop jerking off to Robert Eggers because he's not the guy that... Uh, he's not the director I thought he was. Well, he is that take harsh? Because from what it sounded like, you were like, great movie... A pretty good movie, and then this one. So he's totally out with me. I'm like, whoa, that's a sharp, sharp turn for one, well, one, one bad. Well, because the witch is still like it's slow. It is. I'm, I'm, I'm but a little bit. It's it's quality. And I then, love that movie. <clears throat> I know, but then the lighthouse is like also slow, very artistic, and now Northman's like, okay, this guy, he's plateau. Like he, there, there's no like peak. There's no crescendo. Is he the the first director to do? The first movie is the best movie. Maybe, maybe, and I guess I, I maybe I should. If I hadn't watched six seasons of Vikings, I might feel different. But they managed to make me sympathize more with the pagan, like Viking lifestyle. And this movie just didn't even bother trying to make this person human. They're like rape. It happens. Get over it. Um. <laughs> I no, mean, I, I, will, I, I will. I will. I will most definitely be watching it. I I'm, just now I'm, have a, a little bit of concern because my concern already with almost every revenge movie is that it isn't brutal enough, and that's even with the most brutal of revenge movies. I still have that feeling. I'm probably I mean, being too harsh. I just uh, well, I, I have this problem with expectations where I'm like I'm jacked up. You know, I'm like this is going to be great. He's going to step to the plate and hit a home run, and then he just like you know hits a bloop single. He got on base, but. Did he score? Sorry, baseball is happening right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so yeah, so there's so there's a, there's a rift so, on that one. He's so pissed off at me. Uh, what did I? I'm watch? more upset that these baseball analogies are coming into play. <laughs> I watched uh, what I thought would be like a, like a you know just a kind of a boring double and it, and it turned into like a really exciting triple <laughs> which did i what? do it yeah you did, it. you did the thing did i did it did i do it good job I, sports I guy baseball i liked baseball I'm the, i don't know why i'm acting like, like an idiot um yeah it's the you know hey maybe you didn't want to before but do you really do you want to now maybe have sex with this rabbit are you doing zootopia yeah we're transitioned to the thing Oh, Zootopia's coming down off the burden list. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We watched Zootopia. Well, I feel like they were going to get into a fight, so I had to like, oh, yeah, I had did, to, like take to, a sharp yeah. turn. Yeah. Okay, you're talking about sex with animated bunny rabbits. 
She's a sexy bunny. She's a very sexy bunny. That I said, you this talked movie, about this. Did I talk about Zootopia? I don't think so. Last time. I did? I'm no, he pretty didn't. sure. Nope. I don't know. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> okay, boss. Well, what, did, what did I say about it? Now I'm curious. Yeah, what did he say about it? Well, he said he liked it. Did you perhaps read his review on Letterboxd and now you think you've already heard what he has to say? <laughs> That's a possibility. That's a very possible possibility. That might be, yeah. That might be. Um, no, yeah, I had maybe the opposite problem that Nathan just expressed, which was that I came in because this had so much like, oh, it's a bunch of furries. It's for furries and shit. All that kind of talk was going on when this movie came out. So I was like, okay, whatever. Let's see what we got going here. No expectations. And, uh, I don't know. I think I, I think I enjoyed myself and also wondered how, where, like, what's going on with this movie? It's a pretty adult plot in this movie. Yeah, like, the, the tone, like, it was very difficult to decipher, like, who the movie was made for, because I think it was marketed as a kid's movie, but it is not a kid's movie. <laughs> it's not a kid's movie. And it, the tone is not a kid's movie. And the political commentary and stuff is definitely not a kid's movie. And it's done very well. It's like a kind of a whodunit sort of thing with an extra political layer but and very relevant to like modern times as well but it just is uh i don't know it doesn't have that disney or pixar feel i was like disney made this this does not feel like the studio at all because it doesn't feel like a a kid's comedy with some drama in it it's like the reverse this is fun because i recently listened to a podcast and i'm pretty sure you listened to the same podcast that randomly started talking about zootopia and got really into the depth of the politics. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. On that, yeah, that that episode where he compares yeah. that the the villain, the sheep villain, or whatever. Yeah, the vice president or whatever, or the I guess vice deputy mayor or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, sheep, the, the sheep, uh, the wolf in sheep's clothing. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. That's why it was it was yeah. It was odd. It was I don't know. I I I enjoyed it much more than I thought I would. And uh, of course, Bateman is Batemaning all over the place. Bateman is being a Bateman, and he's a sexy little fox. And Jennifer Goodwin is a sexy little bunny. And and the yeah. sloths are quite funny. The sloths, the sloths are very funny. Sloths are great. It's my spirit <laughs> animal, so definitely identified there. Great little you know last was a gag at the very end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. They pull over the speeding roadster, and it's the, it's the sloth. <laughs> um, yeah. So not much more to say about it than that. Just unexpected. And then this is for kids. <laughs> uh, we have to take Possessor down off your burden list as well, because I was going through Letterboxd and realized that you'd already seen it. Well, yeah, I, I did see it. But you, he saw it after he it went up on his list. Relatively recently. But yeah. he wow. forgot that it was on his list. Oh, yeah. Okay. I just watched it to watch it. And I was like, oh, is it a burden list? Awesome. <laughs> okay. Oh, geez. Did you give feedback uh, on Possessor or no? Yes, uh, I like Possessor. Um, I think it's a pretty unique situation where the son is as skilled as the father, maybe even more skilled than the father in the same exact like weird subgenre of body horror. It's very interesting. I cool, I- cool idea though. Like it's yeah, it is a very cool idea. Yeah. I think I think after all the like. Because, you know, I'm down for that kind of like psychedelic tripped out, like, oh, my consciousness, where is it? Is it in the void? Is it in the thing? Is it in this? Per-? You know, I, well, I'm always down for that kind of tripped out shit. I think my only complaint about Possessor was that um, if, I, if I recall, I think it was like a pacing 
bunching problem like it was like very very quick and a lot of stuff and then very very slow and then very very quick and a lot of stuff and then very slow and the transition which is like the which i thought was the kind of concept of the whole film was like you anchoring your consciousness into another person to use their body as a vessel for assassination it's a very high concept sci-fi thing that i felt needed more than like one and a half jumps actual jumps to like really lay it thick with the audience like how powerful of a concept that is i feel like they kind of tossed mm -hmm. it almost a little bit or left it kind of to the side when i was wanted to be more of a focus that was <laughs> our initial like when we were discussing it after we first watched it we liked the movie and 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 everything and we're very entertained but i think our discussions largely centered around i wish that we'd had a little bit more understanding of this process and having seen our main character do it a few times so that we would understand why she's losing her tether to her own reality because as it is we're just sort of uh, thrown in the middle of it that's what it was and yes. so we're not really invested in her or in what she ends up doing at Are least for me yeah it wasn't even that you were thrown in the middle he's like you were thrown toward the very toward end, the end of a big traumatic thing that you're just supposed to like imply or get the like context clues of which you which is normally is fine and it didn't really hurt the movie too badly i just would have loved to have seen a handful more jumps that were exhausting and then that's why she's starting to like really lose it well, those actresses are that the the actress and the actor there andrea risebrow and christopher abbott are like she was in uh mandy as well i think which i haven't seen but those are like real standouts to me right now in the landscape of actors and actresses they're like you know, in a World Series winning pitching lineup, they'd be like third or third or fourth starter. Right. In like the important, like actual power position. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, third third or fourth, like pitcher. Oh, the, pitcher. Sorry. 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 Rotation. Sorry. Rotation. Sorry. No, it's very, <laughs> it's very, very impressive movie. And, and, I, and I have to point it out because I just remembered that I'm loving this part. I think when you actually do get the full focus, like here's the process of transferring from your consciousness into the consciousness of another person, all that like melting off your bones and then like regathering, coming back together. That was such Hellraiser type imagery stuff to me, like of him reforming from his bones underneath the floorboards and like that in the scene in Hellraiser when he finally gets a little bit of blood that reactivates him. And like that was just like a direct line i was like oh yeah yeah give me some more of this i love this <laughs> but yeah the uh Cronenberg's good on them for keeping a, a very effective horror genre alive effectively it'll be interesting to watch his career and see what he does mm -hmm. i'm actually so, genuinely excited about him he can uh brandon Cronenberg can remain up at the majors and robert eggers has to go down to the minors right now and isn't daddy doing something right now well, that's a good question. I don't know. Let's ask our, our uh, resident archivist and information getter uh, intern. What is uh, David Cronenberg currently working on? Uh, I recently sat down and watched the last uh, Best Picture winner. And I okay. uh, enjoyed it. Oh, the deaf thing? Yeah, the deaf oh. thing. Oh, oh, oh yeah. What, uh, what was the name of that again? Coda. Coda. Yeah, I'm interested. Interesting. So near the end, which wasn't the end. I cried. And then, near the end, which wasn't the end, I cried again. And then it ended. And then I cried again. 
Oh my god, this movie ripped me apart. Just a big <laughs> fat fucking crybaby. <laughs> Just nonstop. I like spent the last half hour of this movie fucking crying. And it's uh, fucked up. What about David Cronenberg? My voice is cracking now. Cronenberg, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. It's great feedback. I appreciate how sensitive you are as a person. But we asked you a question about David Cronenberg. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this death movie. Woo! Yeah. Well, Open me up. That's, uh, so that's I'm, cool. I'm really happy that it won uh, Best Picture because, you know, it moved me. Now like I'll, a Viking I'll bloody eagle on my emotions. You know? The important thing is yeah. that it moved you, not that it won a trophy. I will David check it out. Cronenberg. I will check it out while there. we listen to Amanda talk about how much she loved every minute of the three hours of heat. <laughs> <laughs> I really had hoped that you forgot I watched it. <laughs> um, that means you didn't like it. I, I didn't love it. I, yeah. I have to admit, I didn't love it. But I'm happy to have seen it because now I'll understand all of the references that are made to this movie. And there's always value in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I've seen the scene, which will stick with me forever. Because I think I've seen um, other actors impersonate Pacino and De Niro do the scene and now I've actually seen the if I gotta do what I gotta do and put you down blah 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 <laughs> yeah. and I've seen that scene it's a very good scene well it's good to finally get the source when you're like okay yeah. this is what everyone's doing <laughs> right well a lot of cinephiles I, jerk off about Pacino and De Niro not having a scene together until that point in their, right. in their career which is whatever for me there's certain things about the movie specifically the bank robbery and how much realism there is uh, with all the staging they did and all the training they did. And I don't know. Yeah. The action is all very solid, all very good action. What my biggest problem with the movie was, and I will take this to the bank is that every single scene in which there was a female was a waste of time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The scenes with the, with, their love interests are just uncomfortable. They're uncomfortable. Yeah. They But Natalie Portman. Oh, that's she's the worst part of it. She's bad, but I mean, is it her fault? No. no. I mean, it just all of their girlfriends and wives and and whatever are just What's bog the, the movie down What's and the they didn't one? add anything Judd. to it. Oh fuck, I fucking hate Ashley Judd like with yeah. a passion. Yeah, that's and a so good point. And so seeing her was like, oh, here we go. I'm actually open to criticism about the female characters in Heat because it is such a guy jerk off movie now that you're mentioning this because yeah all the women characters are super weak they're just sad and waiting for yeah. their boyfriends and know? being pissed off yeah. at their boyfriends yeah I, I love it that. like De Niro like goes and confronts Judd and it's just like you will give him a chance you shut up you'll give him a chance just treats, her, <laughs> treats her like garbage and just puts her down and, and Kilmer looks super abusive in that movie he does a good job though <clears throat> Yeah, uh, and I actually, I was, I wish that there was more Kilmer. I wish he spoke more. Yeah, yeah, I feel like we just cut all the women shit out, give me more Kilmer, and I would have loved it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. no, that's fair. And you know what? Even that that podcast that Bill Simmons does called The Rewatchables, they hand out awards every time they do a movie. They hand out awards. And one of the awards is for overacting. And they call it the Vincent Hanna Award because Al Pacino is so over the top. 
in in many of those scenes where he's just like great ass and, yeah it's, it's <laughs> give me all you got roaring. give me all you got he's just crazy in that movie but he's intense and uh i don't know from a guy's perspective yeah, i think yeah from a there's something about that movie that makes it really rewatchable to me and it's probably because I'm a boy. It probably has a, one of the best bank robberies ever. It's probably all there is to it. <clears throat> well, thank you for so, watching it anyway. Uh, that's three movies down, guys, that you now have to assign or put up movies. Yeah. Um, While you're thinking about that, yeah. Crimes of the Future is the next movie, which comes out this year from David Cronenberg. Oh, thank you. Oh, it yes. stars yeah. K-Stu. <gasps> Uh, Scott Speedman, huh. Ooh, uh, v- Vigo Mortensen, Ooh. and Leah Sadu. Welcome back, Vigo. That's and, why we're uh, interested, is a, because we like Vigo Mortensen. It is a yeah. deep dive into the not-so-distant future in which humankind is learning to a- adapt to its synthetic surroundings. The evo- uh, This evolution moves humans beyond their natural state and into a metamorphosis, which alters their biological makeup. Wow. It's basically a some humans become so have have replaced so much of themselves with android robotics that they're like, you know what? We're not human anymore. We're better than. And then This sounds like it's going to be a better version of the Ghosts of I think Ghosts con- in the Shell or conflict. whatever. Conflict. Yeah. No, no, the fucking weird Nick Cage movie, Prisoners of the Ghostland. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, if you guys don't want to uh, put up movies right now, you could do it after the podcast, if you put some thought into it, if you haven't thought about it already. Well, you mentioned one, so Mandy can go ahead and go. Yeah. For for me? Yeah. All right. And did I end up putting Bottle Rocket on your list? Not yet. Then you should put that up, too. Mandy and Bottle Rocket. Do I need a second one? You get another one. Yeah, you do. You You get another one. Right, you, can, you can give one to intern too. That one I'll have to think about. Yeah. Okay. All right. Think about the third one, <clears throat> and we'll move along into the next stage of our uh, podcast tonight, <clears throat> which will be Q and A. Daniel, there are some really important questions that Nathan needs to ask you. <laughs> All right, all right. <clears throat> all right, here we go. Okay, you guys ready? It's a very important questions. <clears throat> the uh, the sex act of shitting on someone's chest and then pressing it with a tennis racket is called Alabama Ace, Detroit Dirt Slap, the Cleveland Hot Waffle, or the Philadelphia Fecal Flop. It's the Cleveland hot waffle. It is called uh, Advantage Deuce. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Nice one. Nice one. That's good. Uh, okay. Because <laughs> just, just shitting on someone's chest is a Cleveland steamer, so it's a Cleveland waffle. Yes. Waffle, yeah, yeah, okay. Daniel's right. Cleveland hot waffle. <clears throat> All right. Butter makes everything better unless it's truffle butter. Truffle butter is slang for A, a combination of fluids from having anal sex and intercourse, 
B, the semen that leaks back out of a woman after sex. C, the wet part of a woman's underwear when she gets excited. Or D, when a man finishes on his partner's face and lets it dry. <laughs> no, that's Elmer gluing. Um. I, can't, I can't even keep a straight face by the end of that. <clears throat> uh, it's the first one, for sure. <laughs> it's the stew. No, it's, uh, it's the wet part of a woman's underwear when she gets excited. Truffle butter. <clears throat> All right. What do we got here? Well, <laughs> it's a different usage in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. You got the extra U. That's right. It's two U's. Your new boyfriend just admitted. Amanda, your new boyfriend just admitted he's into pegging. What does that oh. mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Does it mean he has a fetish for fake limbs? Just tell him. You know what? I it know is. what just it is. Tell him. He oh, just—he likes getting railed with a dildo by me. That's right. He wants you to put a dildo <laughs> in his ass. Yeah. That's correct. I should be the one pegging that ass. Yeah, stir up a little truffle butter. That's for... a classic line from Broad City. <laughs> for, for the record, uh, that was item C. So uh, B was he's turned on by pirates, and D is he wants you to use multiple sex toys, or he wants to use multiple sex toys on you. So clearly, uh, the dildo you. in the ass is probably what would have stood out anyway. But yeah, he wants you to fuck him with a pirate's peg leg. <laughs> uh, yeah, he does. Let's see. Yeah, I think that'll do. Let's go into rapid fire. <clears throat> we only we only want to do the best of the best of those questions. Rapid fire. Justin Lin has exited Fast 10 as the director, citing creative differences. I think Vin Diesel's really difficult to work with. I think so, too. What are the creative differences, though? Like, at this point in the franchise, you're just like, I don't know, do we just, like, have a bunch of, like, clowns come out of a clown car, like, in space or something? And then the other person goes, I guess. But what is there to fight over? Like, I don't know. Vin Diesel thinks this shit is serious and everybody else knows what it is, I think is what's happening. Yeah, but in the last one, they were like slingshotting cars and catching them with wires. So that was cool with with Vin Diesel. So I assume it's not like ludicrousness that is what prevents them from having these artistic. So what is it must just be that he's difficult to work with. And that's a nice like euphemism for that. There's so much to unpack here because you just said ludicrousness and ludicrous is an actor in the movie. (laughs) No, it was on purpose, yeah. Okay. Um, well, I was going to suggest to you that it might be, you know, maybe Justin wanted it to stop being about family. How? Yeah, well, how dare him? <laughs> Walk away. <laughs> <laughs> well, the article suggests that it's amicable and that Justin Lin is still a producer on the film. They are just, um, I don't know. Yeah, until it's Justin Lin signs on to Hobbs and Shaw 2. <laughs> yeah, well, that could be coming. Uh, I don't know about if you guys know about CinemaCon, but that is an event that happened recently. And John Wick Chapter 4, there was some first look footage that was released mm. that had Keanu Reeves, quote, gloriously whipping dudes in the face with nunchucks. He's busting out the chucks. Do we get like a beautiful montage at the beginning, though, of him recovering from his horrible broken back and I assume all of his ribs and bones? <laughs> Remember he falls like 30 stories and hits two balconies on the way down? He sure does. After getting shot in the gut? They didn't touch on that. 
Um, they did release a lot of uh, movie titles, though. So, like, the next Quiet Place movie has a title, and Avatar Mission 2. Mission Impossible. And Mission Impossible, yeah. So, the next... I told you Avatar is going to happen. Yeah. I know. I can't fucking... I'm, like, I'm still sort of, like, just... I don't understand. It's happening this year. Why? How? What? <laughs> I, the, oh, I, I get... they're re-releasing the first one. Yeah, of course they well, they have to because they have to be like, do you guys even remember this? No, uh, but they're all supposed to be standalones. They all start and end, have their own story. There's just going to be five of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, this this one's called Avatar: colon, The Way of Water. Yeah. Like the water. next Quiet Place movie is A Quiet Place: colon, Day One. Oh, because they needed to put John Krasinski back in the movie, so we're doing a prequel. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> And Mission Impossible. (laughs) And wasn't the last one called Part Two? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're just like we're we're doing the classic fuck up our franchise labeling. (laughs) Yeah, prequel, as what I'm getting. And then Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning, likely Part One and Part Two. I love it. That sounds appropriate. Do we need a Part One and Part Two? No, hate that trope. You don't. It's it's dumb. Like how also, nice is it to make a fast ten and be done, but they want to do like a fast ten part one and part two, or a fast and ten and eleven. Like why? <laughs> Just do the do the thing, man. So I was reading uh, on on the on the Twitter, and someone was like, "You should drop dead. Just do Mission Impossible: Reckoning. It's way cleaner." And I was like, "That sounds way better." And no part one and two. Yeah. Just. Just three yeah. solid hours. Oh, I put them together. <laughs> could do a four hour and 40 minute movie with at least like 20 minutes of like girlfriend crying on the ho- on the phone back at home scenes oh i love Great. those i love those yeah those are the best um yeah that's it guys we're gonna go into the uh, lineup so here's your battle cry which uh, amanda is now familiar with uh predator okay the chopper for, for a second i thought you like were gonna have edited uh, instead of arnold uh al pacino going great <laughs> i should have you know what i'll probably just do that in post i'll do that in post production why'd i get mixed up with that bitch because she got a great ass and you got your head all the way up it um yeah the headliner tonight is the Bob's Burgers movie. Ooh. The Bob's Burgers movie. Here we go. Oh boy. Oh no. Oh no no no. Oh god. Oh boy. Oh, Dad, I don't want to stop your flow, but can you pass the peel off? Oh 
god. That's butter. You know what? Butter's better. You have seven days to make your payment. Seven? It's gonna be okay, Bob. Happy, mm. hopeful, mm. kissy lips. Scott, please. Oh! oh my god. Louise, don't go down there. It's dangerous. Ah! Did you mean to wave your arms all over the place while falling into the hole? Because if so, you nailed it. Yes, it all went great. Sister, please. I'd like to report on oh. a thing happened. What do we do? Ideas, go. Ooh, 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 what's this thing? No, no, no. Ah! I'm so nervous. I know. Can you believe it? Ta-da! Oh, oh. oh, no. This is getting awkward. Son of a butt! Mm, that feels nice. I know, I know. Don't rub my sesame seeds off. I won't, don't worry. They're a cute couple. Eh, I give them a year. Amanda, Bob's Burgers movie, worried or excited? Oh, you know I couldn't be more excited. I freaking love Bob's Burgers. Um, and not to get too deep into it, but um, this particular show just really hits very close to my heart. It makes me think of my own love for my husband and my kid. And it's a very comforting show for me. I have watched probably every single episode of Bob's Burgers at least half a dozen times, at least. Um, I watched it, you know, just, I binge it. I just on in the background all the time. Um, and so I'm very excited that they're making a movie. I really hope that it's successful because um, I just think that it's one of the funniest, you know, animated series on TV. And I love all of the actors that play the characters. Um, I identify personally a lot with Linda <laughs> and um, and Tina. And it, it looks like a really great time. It looks like it's going to be, you know, a, a really funny, fun happy summer movie i can't wait and i'll i'll say that bob's burgers is like despite it looking so slapdash and slapstick is like probably one of the smartest written shows so a lot of the humor comes from uh very good writing which i think is a little bit harder to capture that like snap laugh moment in a trailer so I think that this movie will be just fine because the show is hilarious. Even in its lesser episodes, it's hilarious. Um, so, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm excited as well. I was surprised to see a movie for this show. I had uh, stopped watching it. I did watch quite a bit of it, uh, I don't know, a couple years ago. And then I stopped, <clears throat> mainly just because I guess the hype over the, the show died down. There was a period of time there where it was like, Archer and Bob's Burgers were like both really doing really well at the same time. And John H. Benjamin was the main dude in both of them. And I just got this bad taste in my mouth for Archer. And I think that could have contributed to me backing away from hearing his voice altogether. Hmm. But Bob's Burgers is definitely the one that I would go and watch all of and also check out this movie and likely enjoy it because the characters are fun and he's less abrasive as Bob, you know. Bob's a better character than Archer is. Oh Archer's... yeah, and Sterling Archer's a, a fucking asshole. Like, yeah. yeah, he's not a likable person at all. And it just got more and more like Archer was okay in the first couple seasons. It was pretty clever, 
And then it just got more and more crude until it was just like throwing shit in your face. It's like, okay, well, that's enough of that. I still enjoy it. It's, it Archer, not to like pitch it at all or push it because I understand not liking it. But it does in the later seasons, it sort of takes a very cerebral turn and like becomes smarter than it used to be. Okay. It's an odd show. <laughs> Do you agree that there are some seasons in the middle that they're just like they're they're half assing it? Yeah. Yeah. Some of those coma seasons. Some of the coma seasons are better than other. Yeah. They I, I think what happened, especially like around season five, six, seven, is they never knew if they were going to get renewed again. And so it, it was like, why put all our effort? It's, well, it stopped. They didn't know where it was headed. Like you sort of have to when you don't know that how much time you have. You don't know how to make a long storyline or cram an ending into it. Mm-hmm. It sort of loses focus. Um, so I think I think it suffered from that. Yeah. But Bob is much more lovable. Oh, so lovable. Linda is great, adorable. Even knowing that it's a man's care, like a man does Linda's voice, I still have a super crush on Linda. Yeah. And uh, Tina is fucking hilarious. Tina's so yeah. funny. Tina's awesome. The, all, all the kids, they've got great uh, timing and yeah. Good uh, character dynamics in that show, for sure. Yeah, Kristen Schaal, she's one of the best <laughs> oh. female voice actors, period. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that takes me that takes me back to, uh, what's that show? With those two assholes from New Zealand. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fly Fly the, the Concourse. Con- <laughs> <laughs> she was following them around in love with them. That was great. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, we're all excited. So, I guess we don't need uh, any other feedback from anyone else. <clears throat> I'm going to say that I'm really excited to, see, to watch a movie that's hand-drawn. It's been a long time. Hey. Hey. Yep. You ever seen Bob's Burgers intern? No. I did watch the first couple seasons of Archer, so I don't know what anyone's talking about. It was pretty funny. Yeah. The first yeah. couple seasons. First first couple were, were good. And then yep. and it went off the rails. <clears throat> in my in my opinion. And I didn't uh, go back to it. So they're saying that it comes around again. So Yeah, I skipped a whole bunch and I saw some of the more recent ones and I was like, Oh, okay, this is back to fun again. That's nice. Um Yeah, Bob's Bob's Burgers is great intern. I think I think I think I think I think you would like it. I don't know. He don't, doesn't like TV. It's hard to say. I actually I don't know. It is tough. Yeah, I'm a tough crowd. Yeah. Hand drawn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like back when Disney movies were good. I, I do appreciate that every episode the writers take the effort to make Bob come up with a pun <laughs> burger of the day yeah. that changes every episode, yeah. and it's always pretty good if not genius the pun that they come yeah. up with i remember when boz burgers first started airing that that was a thing that we would do is pause the show yeah or pause the pvr like okay what is it let's drink in this burger <clears throat> okay uh in the in the teeter tonight we have a directorial debut from gerard carmichael who's one of my uh i think he's one of the better comics out there in my opinion And it's called On the Count of Three. On the Count of Three. Here we go. What? No. 
It's a song about suicide. You can't listen to music that exactly describes the emotional thing you're going through. You know how cheesy that is? Uh. I don't listen to Atlanta's Morissette when I'm going through a breakup, and I'm not listening to Papa fucking Roach on the day I'm gonna kill myself. I get that you've been in like a little bit of a slump lately, but suicide's not the answer to that. You stuck in some bullshit. Get a therapist or something. Stop standing in your own fucking way. I'd like to make a return. Really, nigga? This has been a lifelong thing for me. You don't know that things will get better. You tried it, Kevin, and you ended up in the hospital. This time I'm here. We'll do it right. We'll do it together. I love you, man. You're my best friend. I love you too, Val. On three. One, One two, two, three. Wait, Jesus fucking Christ, oh. man. I need one more day. You just tried to kill yourself three days ago. You had three last days. I got rice cooking in the microwave. World's our oyster. Any idea what we should do with our last day? If I had any ideas, I'm gonna have asked you to blow my brains out 35 minutes ago. Oh, fuck. I'm over. Yeah, I think I'll make me some homemade soup. We're not gonna see tomorrow, which means today we get to do whatever we want with no consequences. So let's use that opportunity to do some good. Are you in? I'm just doing all right. And it's a great day to be alive. I know the sun's still shining when I been a hell of a run, my nigga. <sighs> Song's over, but the melody lingers on. Dude, what the fuck are you doing? What? I just said our last words. Why are you trying to one-up me? You did one, I want to do one. It's been a hell of a run, my nigga. Let's just end on that. I didn't know the last word I was going to hear was going to be the end Let's word. Let's just fucking count it down, okay? All right. Okay. On three. On three. All right, <laughs> Nathan. We're excited about it on the count of three. Bizarre music choice, I feel, for the trailer. It's interesting. Yeah. It's like a country music song. It's a great day to be alive. Yeah. Well, I guess the lyrics do make sense, but just the fact that it's a country music song. Yeah, a lot of country music is like suicidal, though, so maybe that's why. Yeah, yeah maybe it does fit. Oh, it's all about drinking or driving a truck. Wow. Yeah, like my wife left me, my dog's dead, and uh, nothing going for me. I mean, this could be pretty basic, straightforward comedy but uh Drod carmichael i like him a lot and christopher abbott we just mentioned him he was in possessor he's you know one of those one of those uh supporting actors that's just uh fucking money so i'm giving this uh a full-on excited and i'm also recommending Drod carmichael's recent uh stand-up it's very unique yeah he is he's very funny he is very funny uh i also like Drod carmichael mm-hmm. I, I like him as much as I dislike J.B. Smooth, <clears throat> who doesn't show up in the trailer, but I saw his, his name's plastered there in the main credits, which means that he probably has well, some... He gets into a fight with J.B. Smooth there. <clears throat> no, okay. I, I thought I recognized that bald head. <clears throat> uh, I just have like a weird sort of beef with him ever since forever. I, can't, I don't even know how it started or why. He just is one of those guys just sets me off for some reason. Um, Sounds like it was personal. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, it's more like... <laughs> This guy is not funny. Why does everyone keep thinking he's funny? He's not funny at all. That's it's kind of one of those things. <laughs> okay. Um, I feel that way about the majority of comics, though. 
I'll click Fair. on a I'll click on a comic on Netflix and just be like, nope, no, you're yeah. not you're not funny at all. Um, no, yeah, I'm also excited about this. It looks like it's uh well written, dark. As long as it's not too long, uh, it looks fun. Uh, two hours twenty minutes. Fuck, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's an hour and twenty five minutes. Oh, oh, oh perfect. perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> excited. Like, two twenty. What the fuck, man? They roll around in a car. How many fucking cigarettes can they smoke in a car? Watch yeah. Fucking day. Yeah. I know. <laughs> the two. The two of you. Set off. <laughs> the two of you responding that I was like two hours twenty minutes. Just like ah ah. ah. <laughs> That's great. Sorry. Uh, I'm on board. I think it looks great, especially now that I have an official acceptable runtime. <laughs> um, I love both these guys, and I think that they're going to play off each other really well. Um, looks both dark and funny and also probably really sad and heartfelt right up my alley for this type of like indie movie. I'm in. Speaking to runtime very quickly, uh, Bob's Burgers is an hour and 42 so That's great. We're, we're very rational so far intern you have anything to say uh, i heard you I laughing to, i well I, first i was thinking how many f- people do i know that i can make a pact with you know like oh, count I, to three i don't have to be alone in this right yeah I'll tell you this, there's no one on this planet that I trust enough to shoot me in the same in the face at the same time that I shoot them in the face. <laughs> That's true. Oh, thank you. You know, it's nice. It's nice to know that people know that you'll kill them. Uh anyway, this looks hilarious. This is uh, just what I need to pick me up out of the gutter. Okay. I'm going to recommend this to everyone I know probably. <laughs> like when I go to work, I'm going to be like this is the movie, guys. Which I just did for everything, everywhere, all at once. This is going to be the next one. So they're going to watch that, and then they're (laughs) going to watch this, and then they're going to have questions. I don't don't think I've ever heard you so happy before. You seem really happy tonight. (laughs) Yeah. That's good. I'm drinking all of his cough syrup. I'm a happy guy. It's possible. It's true. When people at work are like, oh, Daniel, you're like a movie guy. Any, like, recommendations? You know we're going. We're going to watch some movies this weekend. I'm like, oh, you ever seen Happiness? <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? You can recommend that movie to people, and no one will be able to fucking find it. That's that's probably true. It's yeah. very difficult to find. We just got to start carrying it with you. So you can hand it to them. I need, <laughs> uh, I would need a man satchel to carry that around in. Yeah. yeah. And for the record, I couldn't violently kill any of you guys, but. I could pull the plug for sure. Oh, yeah. Even if it was just like, oh, he's definitely for sure going to make it. I'd be like, no, he doesn't want that. Would you agree yeah, to... Yeah, <laughs> I didn't mean that I wouldn't like be a trustworthy <laughs> enough friend to like kill myself with you. That it's, I have no problem with. You guys want to take some pills together? Let's all do it. But like, I mean, trusting that you and him are going to shoot the gun at the same time into each other's faces. I, for a second, I thought this movie was going to take a dark turn and be like, only one of them shot the other one. And then the other one like missed, missed and or like, raised. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be one of those situations, and I was like, I don't know if I can, if I can handle this. <laughs> Thankfully, it wasn't that. Amanda, question: hmm. Would you agree? Okay, garage scenario. Would you agree to take the garage door opener, the key to the house, and lock the garage door to the house while the if person runs really the wanted. vehicle? With so, the like, hose. you couldn't change your mind, right? 
take away the ability for them to escape out of the garage. You'd be an accessory, I think. <laughs> yes, but here's what I would do. You would believe that I had taken all of the things away, but secretly I would have installed a camera. And if I was like, oh, no, he really does one out, <laughs> I'd probably come out. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I'm okay. really looking forward to the sequel of this that is uh, uh, female-oriented. <laughs> okay. All right. Fulcrum. This movie uh, looks interesting to me. It is called Watcher. Watcher. Here we go. She too? I, uh... You don't speak Romanian. You don't like? No, it's lovely. <laughs> There's this guy that lives across the street, and he's always looking over here. Looking over here how? Every time I look over there, he's just staring right at me. Hello, darling. Any reason in particular you're standing in the dark? Do you feel like coming in for a drink? Yeah. Have you noticed anyone watching you in your apartment? No. This guy has been watching us since we moved in. He's staring at the woman who's staring at him. What's happening? They found a woman murdered in her apartment. They're saying the woman had her head cut off. A man at the movie theater followed me into the supermarket. Followed you? That's him. I need to know for myself that he's been following me. Sometimes I just look at people. Just tell me what you want me to do. I want you do. to believe me! I'm sure that you'd see me. I heard screaming from in here, okay? Just, just open the door, please! Dreaming of an old pretty girl looking back at me. But no one has really noticed before. Okay, Daniel, are you worried or excited about Watcher? Uh, I think just because there's only two options, I'm going to lean excited. This is a low... No, that's not the right way to word it. It's hard, it's hard to tell if movies like this are going to be good or bad. 
And when they are good, they tend to be pretty good, not great. And when they're bad, they tend to be like more forgettable than they are really bad. So there's not a lot of wiggle room in this for it to be a really superior film and get some of those accolades that they splashed up there. I would have a hard time believing that it could achieve that status. But hey, I'm always hopeful. And this just happens to hit at the at the right time that I'm kind of down for a old school suspense movie. Like I don't, you know, I've got a lot. There's so much content now that like I've gotten my fill of like the absurd, the wacky, the violent, the aggressive, the uh, cosmic, psychedelic even. I'm down for an old school like there's a man watching. Where did he go? I don't feel safe. And just especially if the cinematographer or the director are uh, able to pull off that because a good director can by just using a camera angle or a very almost unnoticeable zoom uh, can give you that sensation of being watched when you think you're alone just through the sheer camera work. And I, if they're able to pull that off and then they can match it up with a lot of the suspense that they seem to be pulling out of this actress, then uh, it could be a decent ride. And so I'll, I'll give the benefit of the doubt and say excited. Also, it's just weird watching this trailer because that chick reminds me a lot of my old boss. <clears throat> Cinematography comments you made are really resonating with me because the scene in the movie theater, I think that they're doing that. And Yes, that was a good, that looked intense, that scene. Yeah, and also the scene where she raises her hand, and in the window you can see his hand start to raise, but then they cut, they edit back. So if that's the actual cut in the movie, I like that move, because it's just suggestive. It's not a, It's not throwing it the whole, it's not, because some directors would like leave it there and make him put his whole hand up, but instead right. it's just like it shows his arms start to move, and then it cuts back to her face to get her emotional reaction instead, which I think is more powerful than just watching his hand raise up, so... I think there's possibly some good stuff there. I'm also very impressed by this trailer and the teaser that came out before this was also very, like, very artistic and cool. In fact, I recommend watching the teaser because it has better music. It has, like, EDM, like, brooding EDM music. It's kind of cool. Anyway. So do we all think that we're going to get the visual of the headless corpse? I don't know. Will we get to see it? Uh, God, I hope so. Yeah, me too. Well, the teaser has a scene where she comes back to her apartment and opens the door, and he's standing there in the shadow, which is and the and the shot is really creepy. So I don't know. I'm uh, I I was always interested in that movie. It follows, but I never watched it because there was too much disappointing feedback that was communicated afterwards. Yeah, before I had a chance to see it, and this is kind of reminiscent of that, where there's somebody following you, except there's you know instead of a entity, it's like. An actual person. A real person. So this could be which better. makes it way better. Yeah. I'm I'm excited. To to be fair, in in it in it follows, and I'm one of the people that sort of uh dissented on it. Uh there is I th- I think a really good, remarkable horror scene in like the middle of the movie where I think a bunch of the girls are trying to hide out at like a slumber party or something, and some big giant like you know, custodian or lawn care guy or something from a school is the one that's currently possessed and following them and him just like nonstop, like an immovable force uh, or unstoppable force, just making his way up the house and into their room slowly and steadily and crawling through the window as they're all spilling out screaming. I feel like that was like an incredible uh, horror scene captured in the kind of style that you're talking about right now. But yes, I ultimately I didn't like that movie. <clears throat> <laughs> Just wanted to give it that credit. Amanda, what say you? You creeped out by this? Um, yeah, 
yeah, I mean, I think I think it has a lot of potential. I am, I do always sort of get like sort of squinty eyed when there's lots of quote persuasion mm. because why are you telling me how I'm supposed to feel? You know, yeah, but it's fair. But she looks like she's really given something here, and um, I like suspense. I like feeling creeped out. Um, but at the same time, there's something about her boyfriend or her husband or whatever. I'm like, oh, he's the bad guy. Is it too obvious or maybe they're doing that on purpose? Maybe they're doing it on purpose. Probably doing it on purpose, but. Oh, like the watcher could be the savior and the boyfriend's the one that's fucked up. Yeah. Mm, classic maybe. twist. Like the watcher just watches the boyfriend every night murder people while his wife's asleep See? or something. It's his role. He's the watcher. He's oh, not the right. doer. You're already trying to look for the angles. I think you're going to watch this. I probably will. Yeah, I'm excited. Sure. Intern, you going to rain on the parade here? Are you? Uh, are we all excited through three trailers? Well, so far, we're looking at uh, uh, Silver Shard. What would yeah, you... it's, it's about voyeurism, so he's at least one foot in the door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am definitely the watcher. What? what um, okay. All right. So what would you call... A five-person silver shard. There has to be a different term for it. Ooh, has it ever happened? No, I don't think so. Man, uh, platinum blowout. A Cleveland. What was it? A communal quiff. Okay. A communal Cleveland quiff. Cleveland uh, waffle slapper. Yeah. A, a Cleveland hot waffle. A Cleveland hot shard. Mm. Okay. That's enough. Okay. Trailer number four is uh, called Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Marcel the Shell with shoes on. <laughs> Tongue twister. Here we go. All right, so I'm making like a little documentary. Oh, it's like it's a like... movie, but nobody has any lines and nobody even knows what it is while they're making it. Mm. No. Hmm? Tell me about what's life like. It's pretty much common knowledge that it takes at least 20 shells to have a community. My cousin fell asleep in a pocket, and that's why I don't like the saying everything comes out of the wash. Because sometimes it doesn't, or sometimes it does, and they're just like a completely different person. So, it's actually only two of us now. Myself and my grandmother, Nana Connie. We like to watch 60 Minutes because Leslie Stahl is fearless. Nana, make the noise. Sometimes I find my mind wandering, thinking, what would my family think? Do you think they could be out there? Marcello, let's forget about being afraid. Just take the adventure. Okay, let, let's do it. Hi, everybody. It's Marcel. I'm recording this video because I'm looking for my family. Marcel the Shell and the search for a family reunited. Ah! 
Marcel, how long has it been since you've seen your family? I couldn't tell you, but a space in my heart gets bigger and louder every day. Mm -hmm. Dean, do you know how long? That's two years. Two years? Yeah. Oh, that's nice to know. There's so many places that they could be. Marcel, the shell with shoes on. You are beautiful. There must be so many others like me. He has got to go. Not that I don't like Arthur. Not bad. No! Oh my god! Arthur. No! No! Arthur! Off! I, I wanted to go to Amanda, but do you need a moment to collect yourself and I'll go to the intern? Yeah, intern? Worried or excited about Marcel the Shell, which she's on? Uh, first of all, playing Phil Collins <laughs> is the biggest quote persuader that you could have in this kind of uh, movie. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, stop motion. I mean, I know it's not the same content as like Anomalisa. But this looks pretty great. <laughs> um, like, just the the random quotes of, like, going in the wash and coming out a different person. Yeah. Oh, so funny. <laughs> this looks really funny, which is really strange to me. Uh, I'm awkwardly very excited about this. Because I yeah. feel like I'm a dirty person for saying that. Yeah, it is. What a, I think I'm excited to see this just to see it. What a weird, right? what a weird little charming, unexpectedly hilarious, just weird. What a, what a, what a weird movie. Yeah, I think I'm on board just because it's, it's so it's so. You weird. know, it looks so like it's not this is hard. This is what movies, more movies need to be like this. Yeah, go where nuts. you have your idea and you just fucking do it. Some background to it's this. It's gonna be good is that there was a short film of Marcel the Shell with shoes on back in, like, 2010. And apparently it had quite a buzz about it, and people loved it. And this is just how long it's taken to make a movie. Wow. Well, yeah, it probably would take a while. I don't know if they've been working on it the whole time. I'm just saying that this is, this is the background that I have become aware of. Because it says he returns to an even bigger screen. And I was like, what does that mean? And then I started looking it up. and Who's... Who's the voice actress doing his voice? Because she sounds great. That's a good question. Intern, you should look that up for us. <clears throat> I'm on it. This looks really great. <laughs> yeah, Amanda. Are you ready or do you want to let Nathan go? <laughs> this, she, I, 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 I was like smiling and kind of like laughing at some of the jokes and everything. And I look over and Amanda is sobbing. <laughs> oh, it's Jenny Slate. That's of course it is. Jenny Slate. Jenny Slate's one of the best it. voice actresses, period. Yeah, great. Of course it is. <clears throat> um, I was going to play some Take Me Home in the background there, but uh, you know what? This I'm not. Amanda's not alone. I didn't. I've watched the trailer many, many times now, leading up to this podcast. But the first time I watched it, I got emotional. So I'm, I am very interested in what this very unique movie and idea is going to be. And uh, yeah. I'm a sucker for Phil Collins. You know me. They put the right uh, put the right song in a trailer, and I'm gonna get choked up. So, 
Yeah, it uh, the the voice is just so precious and adorable, mm-hmm. and Marcel is just physically, literally cute. And then having this like grand adventure just makes me think of you know a lot of the books that we read to Daphne, that stick and stone book, mm-hmm. which is sort of the same thing, and um, the 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 whale and the snail. You, you don't read that one as much, but like. You know, tiny creatures going on big adventures really, mm-hmm. really like affects me. <laughs> the the hole in my heart gets bigger and deeper every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, especially that end part where it's like turns around and notices the dogs on the table. Like, oh, oh no, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it just looks cute. It's probably a really good one for you guys with Daphne, and maybe there's all maybe there's literature on Marcel. He's got a short film ten years ago, so I imagine there might be more Marcel stuff out there. Yeah. Oh, shocker, there's a headless dead hooker in it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, it sounds like one of his his relatives got killed in the washing machine or came out acting differently. <laughs> yeah, brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> he was dead for 13 minutes. <laughs> anyway, I think uh, we've all we've all said excited here, so buzzer. Um, all right. So here we are. We're through four trailers. We're oh, we've almost got a Cleveland hot pocket. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's going to end here because Elvis has a lot of pressure on his shoulders. Trailer number five is Elvis Baz Baz Lerman's Elvis. Elvis, here we go. There are some who'd make me out to be the villain of this here story. Let's don't let a good thing die. Are you born with destiny? Or does it just come knocking at your door? He's a young singer from Memphis, Tennessee. Give him a warm hayride welcome. Mr. Elvis Presley. Get a haircut, buttercup. In that moment, I watched that skinny boy transform into a superhero. to promote you, Mr. Presley. Are you ready to fly? I'm ready. Ready to fly. Tomorrow, all of America will be talking about Elvis Presley. I can't move, I can't sing. Some people want to put me in jail. The well's moving. They might put me in jail for walking across the street, but you're a famous white boy. The way you sing is God-given, so there can't be nothing wrong with it. Right, Morgan. Morgan 
Luther King has been shot to death in Memphis. That's all right for you. Tragedy, but it has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with us. Oh, my Lord, my darling, I've hungered for your touch. Whoever once told me when things are too dangerous to say, sing. I'm gonna be for the show. And nobody's gonna remember me. I need to get back to who I really am. And who are you, Oz? I just gotta be making the most of this thing while I can. This can all be over in a flash. We are the same, you and I. We are two odd, lonely children reaching for eternity. The greatest show on earth. Elvis has left the building. Nathan, take us home. Elvis, worried or excited? Okay, well... I have to I have to get into the background of biopics here because I have in my life experienced a lot of enjoyment from watching biopics about famous people that I knew nothing about such as like Ray with Jamie Foxx I have a you know I ended up listening to Ray Charles music after that for a little while because it was uh, I I was impacted by it but as time has progressed, I've started to realize there's a bit of a formula here to biopics, and they usually involve a guy getting famous, guy cheating on whatever woman he's with, guy, you know, getting into drug abuse or alcohol abuse, and then dying, because that's just what happens to these guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're saying we're making walk the line again. Right. Yeah, walk the line, the doors. I mean, the doors is a bit more, had some more weirder stuff in it, but, but yeah, same. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, same, same idea. <clears throat> However... Um, this kid, there's something about this kid that they, this uh, Austin Butler, I've never heard of him before, but he looks like he's crushing it. And Priscilla Presley got to watch this already. And there was an article about her saying that he just nails it. So as someone who likes to see things get executed, I am very interested in this guy's performance. And Priscilla Presley saying the feedback like that makes me think that this guy's, you know, this performance is probably worth watching. And Baz Luhrmann, He's, I mean, some of the shots in that trailer make make it look really cool, and some of Elvis's music is very iconic. So, and Elvis is one of those guys that, you know, like think about all the Elvis impersonators and stuff in Vegas. Like he's a, a cultural icon that I don't really know that much about. So, I am a little interested in what and what went down. However, what the fuck is Tom Hanks doing in what? this fat suit? He's doing a Gary Oldman impression. <laughs> I don't know. Dude, that is like, yeah, that's my biggest complaint about this movie is what is Tom Hanks doing? Yeah, he doesn't even need to be in it, first of all. Yeah, he's, he's, uh He's the producer. Whatever. And the second. Is his producer that way? Is his producer uh, Kaufman from, from Taxi? Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. And, and, yeah. This, and the second thing is like, he doesn't need to be in a fat suit. Like, right. It's it's who cares if it's horse historically relevant for him to be overweight. Like I don't if it's gonna be Tom Hanks, then just let it be Tom Hanks. Don't yeah. make him 
this way. Like, I don't understand. It's uh, it it sticks out ridiculous. Every line that he says in that trailer says, "You ready to fly, Mr. Presley?" He's like, "What are you doing? You're just what 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 did you say?" And are then, you guys on a Ferris wheel? And we're going to infinity, blah blah blah, together. And blah, what are you doing? What are the poetic line? What what? Are you uh, quoting Toy Story? Who the fuck are you? I don't understand. <laughs> anyway, Elvis and Fat Tom Hanks. That's uh, yeah. I'm probably gonna watch it, but I'm worried. Mm, okay. Um. Lots of positives, lots of negatives, right? So for me, I usually like Baz Luhrmann's style. So that's a positive. I like Elvis's music a lot. I like a lot of Elvis songs. I um, I like Las Vegas and I like a lot of fanfare and flair, which he had in spades. What I don't care for is Tom Hanks. I don't care for... Um, what is sure to be a too much too long runtime. And uh, at the end of the day, like, yes, he's uh, of cultural significance, but I can't say that I really give a shit about his life, really. Like, because as far as I know, it was like you just said, it was exactly that. Exactly that. He got famous. He got into drugs. He died. Uh, and probably like betrayed a lot of people that he loved probably. during that process. Yeah. Well, I had to I had to look up to confirm before the podcast. I was like, Google search: Did Elvis cheat on his wife? <laughs> Rampantly, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, most notably, he had an affair with Anne Margaret. Anne Margaret of Grumpy Old Men fame. In my that's how mm-hmm. I refer to Anne Margaret. Anyway. Yeah. So there's a huge like dramatic affair that happened well-publicized affair between him and Aunt Margaret, which ruined his marriage with Priscilla. You know, they really should learn now, which I thought we did a while ago, that when you do these biopics, to make them good now, you choose a moment, a moment in the life of the person that you're doing the movie about, and yeah, then no you more film that. Beginnings to end. And right. it takes, it's like, the longest time period is a month that goes by, in the hour and a half that the movie's supposed to be instead of 20 years because it's too much you can't do it unless you want to do this, a, a two hour and 50 minute runtime right but even then no, i don't know what it is it, oh. it doesn't it doesn't say what it is no too close okay even then it's not enough time you may as well do a mini series that's turn true. it into a mini series yeah give yeah. us and it'll be way better give us aging to death Elvis or give us early sexy Elvis. Like it seems like this guy should be doing the younger performance the week that he gets recognized that week. Let's do that. I am very excited to watch the 10 minutes of film where he does the first show. Right. And becomes a star. That's what I want to watch. Uh, the image looks great. The camera looks great. I dislike very much Australia, Moulin Rouge, and The Great Gatsby, which means I am not going to like this movie. You would you would send Baz Luhrmann down to the miners? He never made it anywhere for me. I hate his movies. Oh, never, I don't he like them. Called up. He never got called up. Yeah, I don't really. So I do, I do see, though, where there's potential. I would like to know more about Elvis. You're very I, perplexed. I feel the pain. Way. I feel the pain coming from you. It's just gonna... not this way. Yeah. Uh, they just needed to do pull a Selma and do the week. 
and then yeah that was that was a great that, yeah that's a great example Selma's a good example of a biopic that just chose a moment and yeah. filled it in with all the other stuff here's here's what i wouldn't mind i wouldn't mind 60 to 75 minutes of just back to back like really like all that great vegas neon showman cinematography that we saw if we just got a bunch of that and then 60 to 75 minutes of back to back elvis hits uh with literally no story in between i would maybe go see that <laughs> well that's just it it's like um some of it, it's it's how they do the music in the movie. That's what gets me in these biopics because yeah, how that, they that. did the music in Ray made me want to go listen to Ray Charles, and how they did the music in The Doors made me want to go listen to The Doors. And this trailer, I hope it's mostly music. Yeah, if it's mostly music, I might actually like this because I fair. more than other like iconic musicians, I like a lot of Elvis's discography. Well, and that's just it. I worry that the trailer here is is going to be better than the movie, and that's saying something with Tom Hanks in, right. interrupting it a bunch of times. It's it with sounds bullshit. like a Bond villain the whole time. You want to fly, Elvis? Lost children reaching for eternity. Yeah, for eternity. It's like yeah. after you poison Bond and you're going to leave him in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because that unchained melody. Uh, swelling there. That's my favorite part of the trailer is, you know, when he's yeah. like laying on his back and he's got sweat pouring out of his face and he's having a euphoric moment and that unchained melody is just crescendoing and swelling in the background. It's like, okay. Oh boy. But yeah. it's not going to be two hours of that. It's going to be a bunch of nonsense. So whatever. Worried. Yeah. A bunch of angry women in dressing rooms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, folks. We're close. Yeah, we so almost close. so close to eternity. <laughs> we almost communal quiffed. <laughs> just, just, just bit the bullet and just give it a give it a freebie. No, we should have just done what we did last time and and done Nick Cage again. <laughs> I was gonna. Oh shit! I forgot. I forgot. I was gonna make that joke. I was gonna be like, and in the five hole tonight, the unbearable weight of massive talent for a third straight. And we. Oh, that's good. Okay, guys. I think that uh, just about does it. Do, do you know what this says to me, though? It says that, like, movies are starting to come back a little bit. Maybe. I feel like a lot of lineups, we were taking lots of lots of poops. Lots of poops on them. You know. And this one was, like, we were all really kind of excited until we kind of hit the biopic dilemma. I would like to. Well, there was back. a lot of variety in this episode. You just talked over Amanda. Amanda, what did you say? Sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that everybody knew that I fixed the lineup today. I she, couldn't save Elvis, but I, I fixed the rest of the lineup. She did. Uh, earlier today, I was I was teetering Jurassic Park. Dominion was in the headliner position, and I was like, "Oh my!" I was God. like, "Amanda, I don't, you know, I'm frustrated with this lineup." And she was like, "Fuck it, let's pull it and let's push Bob to the headliner." And it was the best decision we could have made. Fuck Jurassic Park. It looks like garbage. I haven't. I haven't even yeah. seen a trailer for Dominion. <laughs> and 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 how garbage are we talking? Because we're we're talking all of them. The second one was. All right. We're talking that the the that the movie is about a a new giant genetically engineered dinosaur. So of course, yeah. we've done that already. Death, Death Star three. Right? Yeah, they're bringing back Sam Neill and Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum. So they have to. They're, they're trying to get the legacy bump, and uh, the trailer indicates that they're living in the mountains, and Blue, the trained Velociraptor, is their pet oh yeah <laughs> living with them Wait, are, are they together now pratt and uh yeah it looks like that oh yeah. yeah yeah they're knocking boots for sure mm-hmm. they, they, they didn't do that so, fucking 
endless trope thing where in between movies they had a breakup that we don't get to learn about. It looks like something happens with Blue that brings them into an adventure, leads them to this huge genetic dinosaur. I don't know what role Sam and I don't care. I don't care. I'm is, it just, is it just because like dinosaurs are just like they're just like living everywhere now because they've yes. been let loose so many times? Or yes. just assume that there might be one in your neighborhood like a, like a deer? It says that in the synopsis that now dinosaurs are just out and about and they're just mingling with the world. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Yeah. Oh, there was never enough for that to happen. Yeah, I know. They only saved so like a dozen bad. for that fucking auction and they killed like most so, of them off. I know. But yeah, we almost did that. And then we would have all started off the episode with like a ugh. On a sour note. Feeling. Oh, that's true. It yeah, could have cast aspersion upon the rest of the lineup. Smart. Yeah, Smart. Exactly. So on the plus side, I thought I should let everyone know that uh, the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once didn't have a loss in viewership from last week to this week. Nice. Oh, that's good. Nice. Week four, 0% drop off. That means solid. That's mouth. Yeah. exciting because that means that maybe there's a chance to get out of this Disney garbage <laughs> cycle. Also just save the movie theaters for Christ's sake. Yeah. <laughs> Disney garbage. Okay. <laughs> Well, on that note, we'll uh, we'll give you a little bit more Phil Collins on our way out. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah.